What a show, what a show, what a crazy, 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 crazy show. Why am I crooning to you? Why am I trying to seduce you with my voice? Because maybe it's the end of the world. Maybe I'm trying to help you segue into the afterlife with a nice throaty song. Is it the end of the world? Have you thought about is it the end of the world? Is it the end of civilization? Is it the end of things as we know it? It could be. And that's what I'm going to talk about today on the podcast. Hi, I'm Harland Williams. You're listening to the Harland Highway for as long as it's here. Who knows? Could be gone tomorrow. We're going to discuss that today. We're going to discuss today. We're going to discuss tomorrow today. We're gonna, you know what I mean. Um, are you prepared? Are you prepared for an unexpected climactic, not climactic, that, that deals with the weather, climatic, no. Are you prepared for Armageddon? Are you prepared for a disaster? We're going to talk about that. It's going to be heavy but fun. And then on the other side of the coin, I'm going to be playing you some live stand-up comedy that I did just last night. Incredible, fun set, just winging it with the crowd for 15 minutes, trying new material. I'll tell you about it once we get deeper in to this yin and yang podcast. It's always crazy here on the Harland Highway. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce the Harland Highway. I promise you, I will please you all. Believe me. What is he like? What's he like anyway? Oh, he's an angel. He's an angel straight from heaven. You're going to need a bigger potion. You're listening to Harland Williams. Why don't you give me a name and a face? And a reason why! Oh man, what do you expect? You gotta check along, man! <laughs> it's over, Johnny. It's over! Nothing is over! You just don't turn it off! You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. Weird. Just plain weird. You know what I mean? I'm still alive. Well, I'll tell you what I won't give you, you muckers! I won't give you the satisfaction of saying that I'm sorry! Welcome to the Harland Highway. Oh, you get your money for believe me. The planet is being destroyed all around us. Using money to try to address that problem, it's shooting yourself in the foot. Evolve or perish, grow up or die. An entirely new level of human consciousness is needed right now. Or we're all dead. Mankind openly descends into world of bloodshed without end. Dog eat dog until everything is killed and the last man commits suicide or is poisoned, having all the toys and they mean nothing. Well, there's a cheery way to start the old podcast. Armageddon, anyone? Armageddon at table five? Yes, waiter, can I get a nice bowl of that? Fresh mushroom cloud soup. The special of the day. Yes, the Nagasaki chowder, yes. And can I get some Hiroshima rolls on the side? Sounds delicious. <laughs> um, are you one of these people that, that believe, uh, you know, the end of the world, the end of times, the end of destruction? Um, do you believe it could all end? Whether it be through disease, whether it be through war, whether it be through Mother Nature, whether it be a meteorite, whether it be lightning, whether you get herpes, I don't know. 
There's so many ways it could go. But I think, uh, you know, I think we most of us just wake up every day, especially in, in North America where life is good for the most part. I think we all wake up every day just, oh, there's the sun. There's the birds. I'm going to go to work. Maybe I'll hit McDonald's. Maybe I'll go to the gym. Maybe I'll go to a movie. Let's go parasailing. Um, God, I blew my throat out there. Um, but, But what if just in the blink of an eye, something went horrifically, catastrophically wrong? which is the way it always happens. You know, when you think about earthquakes and tsunamis and floods and tornadoes, they just kind of appear out of nowhere, right? Nobody saw the tsunamis coming. A lot of people don't see floods coming. Earthquakes, you don't know when they're hitting. Who knows what else? Who knows what other disasters await us out there in the universe that we've never even comprehended? I mean, we think we've got, well, there's black holes and there's meteorites and there's, uh, you know, this and that. But what if if there's, you know, vast the universe is? What what if there's other things out there that haven't even entered our mind like uh, polyanscopic kaplonga groglers? And I just made that up, but who knows what it, it could be a form of floating seed that lands on the planet and grows as soon as it hits the soil and and immediately giant uh, plants grow and eat us. What if there's some kind of solar distant flare from a distant sun three trillion miles away that's been traveling through the universe for the last 900 million years and it's finally going to hit our solar system and our planet and just like a flashbulb, we're gone. What if Kim Jong-un just goes, oh, you know what? I've been saying it for so long. Today I should finally do it. i got to stop procrastinating. You know, I'm going to press the button, send 52 nuclear missiles to my friend United States America. I feel so bad. I've been talking about it for so long. I just got to get up and do it. Thank God I watched Dr. Phil and he motivate me. Goodbye, U.S. Ray. I mean, you don't know when it's coming. Look at 9-11. Beautiful day. Gorgeous day. People just going to work, walking in the streets, flying on planes, and next thing in the blink of an eye, no one saw it coming. Boom. And so to say someone's paranoid for thinking or planning about the end of the world or the end of our civilization, it doesn't have to be the annihilation of our planet. The planet doesn't have to die. But our way of life, the civilization, humans might perish. Maybe some of us. There always seems to be some that survive. I'm already starting. Did you hear that? Maybe the virus is here. But is it is it paranoid? Is it is it wrong to or to, to call someone paranoid if, if they prepare for it? If they if they are planning for it, are they negative people? Are they are they doomsdayers? Because they they built a bunker under their house that that could 
helped them survive for nine years because they stockpiled a bunch of food and a bunch of water because they they bought a, a generator? Are they weird and creepy and paranoid, or are they geniuses? Well, I'll tell you what. If something happens and you're sitting there in the dark with a candle and you're freezing and you're eating your dog and the guy next door is eating cream of wheat and a freeze-dried T-bone steak with a generator running all his uh, utilities and his home is heated, he's a genius, man. You're the dummy. But see, we, we never prep for that. It's like getting a flat tire in the car. You go out driving. I'm going to drive to the thing today. It'll be great. I'm going to the beach. <laughs> oh, man, I got a flat tire. Now, if you knew you were going to get a flat tire, you'd go on a different road. You'd avoid the nail you were about to run over. And so I think a lot of us have this perception <coughs> of, uh, <coughs> God, I really am getting a virus here. Just talking about it, I'm getting a virus. But I think uh, people really do cast aspersions on these kind of uh, these doomsdayers that prepare. Now, there's taking it too far, and then there's preparation. And, um, you know, someone who walks around carrying a cross and holding up signs, we're all doomed, the end is near. Right, that's too much. But if you're just someone going about your daily routine going about your life, and down in the garage you have some some cases of water and some freeze-dried food and 59 machine guns and a rocket launcher. Hello. Oh, oh, oh Charles. Oh, oh, Nelson. Oh. Um, is that so dumb? Is that so paranoid? I don't know. I've been in situations where there's been blackouts, where the power's gone out, and I'm like, man, I wish I had a generator. This has been two days. I've been in situations where it's rained like crazy and things get flooded, and you're like, "Uh uh-oh, what's going to happen? When does my house float away? And you hear about, you know, the the, the rising threat of radical people in the world, and you go, what, what? What day is is the is the big thing happening? What what day is 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 the uh, the you know whatsy gonna happen where our way of life is just eradicated in the blink of an eye? So one of the reasons I'm bringing all this up is because it was weird. I told you on a podcast just uh, recently that I had this spontaneous idea. I saw this ad late at night on TV for a company that that sells um like freeze-dried food, like powdered food, like space food or whatever it is. Let, let me grab the box here. Here we go. I got this big box, and uh, it, was, it, was like, it was like a survival kit. You can buy it for up to like two years, three years, four years. And, um, and uh, I thought, you know what? Why don't I have one of those? You just never know. I might never need it in my lifetime. But should something happen, who cares if I have something hidden up in in my garage, in a a closet in my garage? A little box. Cost me 120 bucks. So I ordered it. I was having one of those days where I thought I'm going to be ahead of the curve. 
So I've got this box. Let me read it to you. One month emergency food supply. 112 total servings of entrees, sides, and drinks for breakfast. Lunch and dinner ready to eat in minutes. Just add water. Extended shelf life. Here's the shelf life. 25 years. 25 years. One month, one person, two servings per day, plus sides and drinks. 15-second fast and easy preparation. Holy smokes. Be ready, be wise. Here's what the box says. Some emergencies happen without warning. Have you gathered the supplies you and your family will need the most? And then they have an emergency checklist. And the first one is this box of food, the emergency food supply. Then it says water, one gallon a day per person. Have you thought about that? If your water got cut off, what are you going to do? Drink your pool? You know, it's great water, but my skin's turning white. Could that be the chlorine bleaching me? Uh, A first aid kit and a manual? Flashlight and extra batteries, extra clothing, emergency toolkit, matches and waterproof container, blankets and bedding, cash and coins. I don't know. Do you want coins? I guess if you have to roam the wasteland and look for vending machines, but at that point, I just kick them in. I don't want to be wandering the, the nuclear wasteland with coins jingling in my pocket. That's Not only is that going to be cumbersome and add weight, But the predators that are looking to cannibalize me will hear me jingling. I'll be like a cat with a bell on his neck. Hey, Yeti, get ready. Hide behind the cactus. Here comes a wanderer. Ooh, he looks good. I can see his ribs. Look at those meaty legs. Um, Whistles and signals for help. I don't know. Does a whistle really work in the middle of a mushroom cloud? Over here. My skin is melting off my face. Help, my eye sockets are empty. My hair just burnt. My skin is shriveling up. Look, I've left a shadow and I'm not even standing there anymore. Extra food. Well, why would I have extra food when I've got this? But uh, I got to tell you, man, they got pictures of the food on the back and it actually looks pretty good. Um, they got brown sugar and maple multigrain cereal. Twelve servings. They've got a picture of it. it looks, you, ever, you ever go to Denny's and they've got pictures of the food because people at Denny's aren't that smart and they don't know what food looks like. So they put photographs in the menu. So it's a big bowl of uh, crunchy cereal with a blueberry on it. Apple cinnamon cereal. Crunchy granola. Chicken-flavored noodle soup. Accent on the word flavored, I guess. Uh, What else here? This is fun. Tomato basil soup. Because you need, you want, you want. Excuse me, waiter. The, um, excuse me. It's nuclear snowing outside, and I'm rather chilly. Could you prepare me a nice bowl of tomato basil soup? No, not just basic tomato soup during the nuclear holocaust. I'd... I'd prefer some tomato basil 
while the nuclear snow falls on the ground, and I prepare to make nuclear snow angels. This one's pretty good. Creamy pasta and vegetable rotini. This is, this is like uh, the Waldorf in a box. Southwest rice and beans. Well, once the, once the world's been annihilated, are there borders anymore? Does south and west even really matter? Savory stroganoff. I don't think you need the funny little titles. When, when you're animalistic and you'd pretty much eat a dead turtle laying at the edge of a swamp, do you need the word savory? It's just, it's just, just call it crap. Give me crap. Give me something to eat. I don't care what it is. Food. Potatoes and chicken-flavored pot pie. Oh, yeah. I would maraud and murder for that during the nuclear wasteland. Barbecue beans? Oh, I don't know. Do, you, do we really need the farts? Isn't it, isn't it bad enough that a big bomb went off? Do, do we have to be doing bombs in our pants? Rice pilaf. They've got rice pilaf here. They've got whey milk. So I guess it's milk made out of whey. What a great way to make milk. Stupid. And then lastly, 12 servings of orange delight, which looks like an orange juice. So it's probably like tang or... You know, powdery stuff. It's pretty good. This long-term emergency food supply package is an ideal way to help you prepare for the unexpected. Wow. So, I guess now suddenly I'm one of these paranoid whack jobs. But guess what? Well, you're sitting there um, making faces... And rolling your eyes, when that big tidal wave comes, guess who's going to be sitting in his garage watching the world burn, eating some delicious creamy pasta and vegetable rotini? Who's going to be licking his lips with his savory stroganoff Well, your skin is melting down at the bottom of my hill? That's right, me. So let me open the box and tell you what it looks like. It's kind of interesting. So I'm opening the box, and it's just like little food packets. You can hear it crunching. You can hear, what's this one? This Oh, this is creamy pasta and vegetable rotini. And you hear it crinkling inside, and it's just like a little food envelope. Ready-made entree, just add boiling water. Pasta with carrots, zucchini, and peas in a creamy chicken-flavored sauce. Four servings. Made in the USA. Well, thank God for that. How, how, how inappropriate would that be if, let's say, this was made in Korea or China or Russia, and it's a company that, that was a country that just bombed us, that just blew us up. Hey, thanks for the mushroom clouds, and also thanks for the um, delicious stroganoff, too. Thank you. There's actually cooking directions on here. Remove oxygen absorber prior to preparation. What the hell is an oxygen absorber? I guess, I guess they got something inside here that takes away any oxygen so it, it can't uh, age the food or cause mold or something. 
Bring four cups of water to a boil. Add contents of this package into boiling water and stir. So you better make sure you have water. Because have you ever eaten a box of cereal without milk? You're like, oh, man, I don't have milk, but I want my cereal. So you just start eating it, and it's dry and horrible. And Imagine eating a bowl of creamy pasta and vegetable rotini. Dry. Turn off heat, cover, and let stand for 12 to 15 minutes, stirring occasionally. Uncover and let cool for two to three minutes. Okay, you know what? These are the directions of someone who's cooking their food in a nice civilized kitchen. Okay? We're talking about, you know, having a bonfire by a nuclear junkyard with clothes that are covered in oil. Your skin is black with soot. And there's glowing eyes of... um, nuclear distorted monsters and hyenas watching you cook from the bushes you're not gonna you're not gonna have time to finesse your meal just uh, just, uh, timmy let the let the stroganoff stand for a few minutes before we dig in no you ever throw a chunk of meat to a lion at a zoo that's kind of what it looks like here's the storage suggestion store product in a dry cool and dark location Keep pouches in protective bucket. Okay, I guess now now I got to go buy a protective bucket. Maybe I'll buy a Kentucky Fried Chicken bucket. I mean, uh, that food should probably last 25 years. It's so full of crap. So there you go, gang. I'm all set. Are you? Um, I'm all set for the end. I'm going to go hide this in my garage. I'm not going to tell you where because... I don't want you people showing up at my house when the bombs go off or when the tsunami hits. No, no, no. This is my food. I prepared. I paid $112 to keep myself alive. And if you're wondering what the food place is, I might as well share that. It's called the Wise Company. Quality prepared foods. Um, So let's see if there's a website here. Hang on. I don't see the website, but if you go on the internet and just type in Wise Company, quality prepared foods, you'll probably, I think that's how I got to them. Again, I saw the commercial on television like one night. Um, and uh, it was pretty wild. So there you go, old paranoid Jim. Uh, I'll be up on the hill eating while you run into a disaster. And uh, I guess my question is, are you ready? Are you willing to put out a little money to be prepared? Do you think it's stupid? Are you just like, oh, I don't want more stuff cluttering up my house? Or do you want to uh, just put it somewhere and forget about it for 25 years? And when the crap hits the fan, go, thank God I listened to old Harland. Thank God for him. He's a little angel. I'm, you know what? I'm so thankful. I'm going to invite him over for some orange magic mix and some granola and some savory stroganoff. Honey, light the candles. We're having guests tonight. Harlan Williams is coming over. Billy, get outside and shovel the nuclear snow and put your skin back on. Bad boy. And Sarah... Stop playing with your eyes. Put them back in your burnt-out eye sockets. We have company. Harlan Williams is coming over for savory stroganoff. Please, can we have some decorum 
around this empty shell of a house with no walls. Please. <laughs> so there you go, gang. From me to you, a little preparation for the end of the world. When you believe you're already dead and you got nothing to live for, you fight better than you've ever fought in your life. When your back's to the wall, that's the only time when humans actually choose to evolve at the moment of death. At the moment when we face our destruction. That's when the greatest leaps in human consciousness and the leaps of human heart take place. Okay, okay, enough. Cut, 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 cut. It's an interesting perspective, something to think about. But enough with the doom and gloom. Let's get back to the laughter, shall we? Shall we? Um, I'm going to play a clip for you. Uh, the other night I dropped by the, uh, the Improv Comedy Club down in Hollywood. Hollywood, California, playa. And as I've told you before, that's a club where I jump up and kind of work on new material and, and you know, experiment and try different things. It's a very loose, casual place for me to go. A lot of my stuff bombs because it's, it's new and it's untried and some of it really clicks. And so the recording I've got for you now is just me doing like a 15-minute set down at the Improv on a, on a uh, what night was it? It was, uh, it was a Thursday night. I jumped up at 10 o'clock. And it's one of these, these things where, you know, you never know who's going to show up. Right after I went off, uh, Damon Wayne's jumped up on stage. And uh, it's a lot of fun, but it, it's really the best way for guys like me, stand-up comedians, to work out new material. Because it's just a short set. You're not really being paid much. And, and you know, it's kind of... It's kind of just casual, and you're not you're not billed as the headliner. You're just kind of popping in and doing what we call a guest set. So, so this clip is a mixture of me doing new material, maybe a couple of oldies, but not. I think there's only one oldie in there, and uh, you know, talking with the crowd, dealing with the audience, and uh, just to set it up, you'll hear me introduced as Tommy Twister when I do these kind of. Um, guest spots. I never go up under my real name. I never go up under credits. I just don't like all that stuff. I like to just go up anonymous and just see what I can get out of the crowd and not give them any preconceived notions of who I am or what I've done. Just a, just a guy they've never heard of. And, uh, you know, once I'm up there, they usually recognize me, but um, that's the way I roll. And so here it is, Thursday night, me goofing around at the improv. Just to prove it's not the end of the world, let's have some laughs. You know what? Uh, it's a group for a treat. Uh, give me a round of applause. Give me a round of applause. Tony Twister from Fresno, everybody. Give it up for him. Who 
hearts of onions and raisins, eh? Everyone loves onions and raisins, eh? Great to be here at the uh, improv. Uh, uh, what a delight, what a Turkish delight. Uh, Certainly you can look away, I'm doing the show. Uh, <laughs> onions and raisins. <laughs> I uh, went to the Cheesecake Factory recently. Anybody ever go to the Cheesecake Factory? Holy shit, huh? The Cheesecake Factory game? Huh? Should a restaurant have the name Factory in it anywhere? I just picture like a Taiwanese sweatshop. Fourteen year old Cambodian kids in a back room getting wet. You put some more fucking whippery on there. You put blueberry there. You fucking make it a cheesecake, motherfucker. Come on. Come on, more whipped cream with a pumpkin in a fucking pumpkin spice a cheesecake, you little fucker. You're not going home for Christmas. Fucking whip up a cheesecake, little boy. Step on the back of your neck. That place is crazy, man, or as the folks say today, cray cray. Man, if you could give me a chance, maybe one more try. Man, that's not the jump of a pee. You gotta do a seven pound shift. That chick's going to release the Kraken! But, uh, you ever go to the Cheesecake Factory, doll? No, where are you from, doll? Here. Los Angeles. I knew what you meant when you said here. Here, China. You ever stand a canoe up in your toilet and try to paddle to the roof? You will, you will. Surely you've been in the Cheesecake Factory, little darling, huh? Holy God in heaven. That menu, have you seen the menu at the Cheesecake Factory? It's only 128 pages long. Holy shit, it's such a big menu. There's advertisements in the middle of the menu. I was ordering between the appetizer and my main course, I bought a fucking dress. When you got a menu that big, there's stuff on there that you never even knew existed. Uh, waitress, can I try the uh, beluga fingers, please? And how about the uh, elk clip gumbo? How about that? That's a giant fucking menu. Do you know there's revelations in the back of that menu? You uh, make it all fucking cheese and onion and raisin cheese and cake. You fucking do it or I put baby seed coated on your forehead and stomp on it. You get fucking baby seed coated shell bumped right in your forehead. 
and then Santa Claus come to your house and not bring you any present because you got baby sweet photo on your face. You make a, put the whipped cream, dirty boy. Dirty little Cambodian boy. You put more whipped cream, dirty boy. Take your finger out your bottom and put the whipped cream. got to stop with the selfies. It's, uh, it's too much for the guy. Huh? I can't take any more selfies. This self-indulgent, self-absorbed society we live in. Too much, man. Too much with the selfies, huh? And the girls with the fish lips. Can we stop the fish lips? Look like Steven Tyler sucked off a lemonade stand. You know what I mean? Enough with the selfies. They shouldn't even be called selfies. You know they should be called fuck you, right? <laughs> you know what they are? Hey, here I am. Look at me. I'm with a baby lion at the zoo. Click. You're not. Fuck you. <laughs> Look at this. I'm skiing in the Alps with my rich friends. Click. Fuck you and your cubicle. <laughs> there's uh, there's Aboriginal uh, cultures that believe to have your picture taken. It sucks your soul right out of your body. They won't let you take pictures of them. I can't wait to see these selfie freaks, right? They're on selfie 7,532. It's just one too many. It's like, click. Just a pile of skin laying on the ground, the fish lips on the top. And how in the name of sweet heaven do all you girls have a selfie with a baby fucking tiger or a lion? Did I miss, what, did a fucking circus train derail somewhere? Every fucking third chick's there with a fucking baby cheetah or a fucking mountain lion sucking a fucking elephant trunk. <laughs> I love to suck water. I know there's a water shortage in California, but fuck you. There's a water shortage in California at night when I cry. I'll make sure no tears come out. Every audience got the breaking point. I had someone say something to me the other morning, pissed me off. You probably hate it too, right? Someone's like, Good morning. <laughs> you know the good morning where they're not even fucking awake yet and their faces that look like a scarecrow, like a bat went shit in the middle of their face and their fucking smiles still good. Good morning. 
Mornings aren't good. Mornings aren't good. I acknowledge it's morning, but they're not good. Have any of you ever looked at yourself in the mirror in the morning? It's not good, is it? You look in the mirror, your hair's on fucking sideways, right? Looks like somebody found a wig behind a drag queen club and stuck it on your head. Your face is all puffy like somehow in the middle of the night you acquired a peanut allergy. You got big bags under your eyes and you're in a Muay Thai fight down in Koreatown in the middle of the night. Fuck, you got fucking, God forbid you sleep on a crease on your pillow slip. You got fucking lines all over your face like you're in a fucking knife fight behind Denny's. You got fucking drool crusted on the side of your fucking chin like someone snuck in your room in the middle of the blowtorch and made creme brulee on your fucking face. Your breath smells like, I don't know, a garlic bread had an asshole. <laughs> Mornings aren't good, are they, gang? No, they're not. They're really not good. They're bad. <laughs> you ever fart so hard your asshole looks like an apple fritter? <laughs> No. This is America. Anyone here not from the United States of America tonight? Canada. Canada? What part, buddy? Vancouver. No, I'm at what street? <laughs> what is it? 152. I needed the, I needed the, the name, not the number. <laughs> now that you've provided the number, we'll see you soon. <laughs> Be careful, a lot of guns here in the States. So if you could sit down in the middle of the show. You need to go real bad, guy. If you jump up and down like that chick did, I'll let you go. Stand up and jump up and down. Shake the Kraken around. I'm almost done, guy. Give me a little time. I'm almost done, okay? I'm sorry you don't like what I fucking do up here. <laughs> Fuck! Oh, sorry you don't like cheesecake material, huh? I don't really like this guy. I think I'm gonna take a fucking seven-pound cinnamon swirler. <laughs> How dare you, sir? How dare you? Someday I'm gonna take you into the forest. I'm gonna roll an old fucking log over, guy, okay? Underneath that log there's gonna be a fucking salamander, okay? I'm gonna get that salamander and rub his little tiny cock all over your face. Fuck you too, guy. Dude, this is America. A lot of guns here. People are terrified of guns. I, I came up with a great way to get out of anything in life. If you've got to go to the DMV, if, if you can't wait to be in a line somewhere, learn this noise, okay? Learn this noise and you'll get whatever you want. You'll clear the room. Just... <laughs> If you're on a date with a chick and it's not going well and she's just blabbing away, blah, 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 blah
<laughs> She'll fucking run, the whole restaurant will run. You don't even have to pay for your meal. You're just there alone with a fucking candle eating fucking onions and fucking oranges and shit. So if you could stop picking your hand and doing a show. What are you doing? You're just picking your hand. You're like fucking Jesus pulling a nail out. Well, what the fuck's going on there, psoriasis Willie? Picking skin flakes over here like a Ryan Osher's and got his click stuck in a revolving door. You alright, dude? What's going on? Tell me real quick. I gotta get out of here. This guy's gotta go shit. What's going on? Why were you picking your hand? Huh? You had some shit on your hand. You ever hear the term toilet paper? Look away from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you're very beautiful. I love your eyes. I love your eyes. They're very cat like. <laughs> That's what you're going for. It's working. <laughs> <laughs> Smell it, this shit. <laughs> I found out how dinosaurs went extinct. I'd be happy to know that dinosaurs were not killed by the Ice Age. Dinosaurs were not destroyed by meteors. Dinosaurs <laughs> went extinct because dinosaurs were eaten by rocks. <laughs> Think about it. Every time you cut open a rock, there's a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> Folks, happy holidays. God bless you. Thank you very much. So a little fun, a little frolic, a little laughter. And I uh, hope you enjoyed that little little clipperoni. Um, so interesting show. We had the yin and the yang. We, we did half the show about, you know, the end of days. And then the second half of the show was just giggles and laughs and having fun. So there you go. You can't say you didn't get both ends of the spectrum. And if you do, go eat some rice pilaf. Um... So let's tidy it up. Let's do some announcements here now that we're at the end. Okay. Okay. Drugs are bad. Okay. Uh, let's see. What am I doing here in June? Oh, my God. Look at this. June, I'm going to be at the Improv Comedy Club in Ontario, California. It's just outside of L.A. Huge club. Great club. Last time we sold out every night. So get your tickets while you can. I'm giving you ample warning. Ontario improv in uh ca not not ontario canada where i was born ontario 
California. The Improv from June 11th to the 14th. Um, it's going to be a great show. And then the following weekend, you can catch me in Houston, Houston, Texas, at the Improv uh, in Houston from uh, Thursday, June 18th to the 22nd, to the 21st. Uh, that's a Thursday through a Sunday. Great town, Houston, uh, Texas, Improv. Um, and then coming up in July, I'll be at Levity Live in New York New York City, not New York City, just outside of New York. And then uh, I'm going to be doing uh, the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Montreal in the summer. That's coming up uh, later on. Uh, it's July 23rd to the 25th. So a lot of great stuff this summer, man. Going to be a treat. Um, and that's it. Please, uh, if you want to write me, you can write me at harlowilliams.com. You can phone me at 323-739-4330 and leave your thoughts and observations, your praise, your insults, your your sexy voice, your scary voice, whatever you want. Um, check out, uh, while you're at harlowilliams.com, check out the store. We've got all kinds of fun presents and gifts and merch you can purchase. Uh, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, which uh, the subscription button's right there at the bottom on the home page. And you can see all my wacky videos that I put out. And also join me on Periscope. I am now on a, the app called Periscope at Harlan Williams. And uh, I try to do, uh, you know, a real funny little live um, thingamajig, you know, every other day or every other or every day even. Um and uh, I think you'll get a kick out of it, man. It, it's it's amazing. It's a cool app. It, it's a live thing you watch through your phone. So wherever I am and wherever I'm talking to you from, it's live. And you can, you can text me questions live in the moment and ask me stuff or make comments. And uh, I try to keep my Periscope posts funny. Uh, the other night I drove through a Wendy's drive-thru live and I had like 800 people with me as I went through and I kind of verbally abused the uh, the uh, the person at the drive-thru uh, Wendy's. It was a ton of fun. Big laughs. Um, I did one the other day where I threw my Freddy Krueger doll in the microwave and melted cinnamon on his face so he looked like an apple crisp. All kinds of fun stuff. So, um... um don't miss out. Don't miss out. Join my Periscope account and uh, also join my Twitter. They're linked. So if you go to at Harland Williams, you'll you'll uh, be able to join Periscope and Twitter. So that's it. Um, hope you guys are good. Let's hope the end of the world doesn't happen anytime soon so we can keep on rolling down the Harland Highway. But until then, happy rice pilaf and, of course, freeze-dried chicken. Chow mein, baby.